0: Folks, welcome to Train Wreck Tonight 266, sponsored by Outlet Liquor, your place to buy a case. And let's face it, folks, if you're a Buffalo sports fan, this weekend was about as good as it comes with the Bills not playing. We had huge wins at home for UB, and the Sabres continued to roll on the road. Tonight we'll catch up with Ryan Hasenauer of Batavia Downs and talk the upcoming Legends and Stars event, and they will be out this weekend. Epitavio Downs, folks. We'll talk UB with Jonah Bronstein and Mike Bunt, our UB Insiders, and we'll bring in Gatesy to talk this early Sabres domination. Let's go. You don't shut you don't stop. you don't
1: stop.
0: Follow me into the great unknown, where pink
1: flamingos grow.
0: Show Now scratch my back to it everyone is welcome
1: at the party, yeah.
0: Again, welcome back. Outlet Liquor t- uh, train wreck tonight, 226, sponsored by Outlet Liquor. Things are a little bit out of whack, but they are not out of whack for our Buffalo Sabres. Let's get our guy, Gatesy35, in here. Gatesy, it has been smooth sailing for our boys in blue and gold so far this season.
1: It really has been. It's been a lot of fun to watch. You know, the Sabres have been out west some late nights, but it's been worth staying up that late.
0: Seriously. Well, for some of us, you can speak, but I'm not going to lie. I've been dozing off a little bit in these third periods. I can't help it. I'm still in preseason mode, but I'm still getting there. The Sabres are clearly not. Uh, They've found a lot of continuity on this trip out West. Uh, What have you been seeing? Anything particular, anything different from last year besides just obviously generating opportunities where we can and picking our spots?
1: The team just been super energetic. You see a lot of guys from the first line to the fourth line, working hard every single game. It's just some sort of energy inside the locker room. It's just been a lot of fun to watch, and the team's working as hard as they can.
0: They are working to. They're working overtime, just like Matt Damon's penis in The Departed, if you remember. With that said, we got Rasmus Dahlin working overtime. Uh, NHL's first star. I mean, was there even a possibility that a player on the Sabers was going to win the NHL's first star within a month? I mean, it seems like impossible. If you had told somebody that two weeks ago,
1: yeah, it just seems like the national coverage on the Sabers is always something that's. You know, more more of a laughing stock than something serious. And and seeing you know a player such prominent as Rasmus Dahlin getting the first star in the league is something really beneficial to this team. I think going forward as well that they got this confidence, they're there, people believe in them. It's just time to roll now.
0: Okay, but listen, there's a there's a famous saying: Fool me once, sh- shame on you. Fool me twice, yes. not not gonna be fooled again. Okay, and with that said, the Sabers have had some strong starts. The triple S, uh, very strong start. So with that said, um, what do you find most encouraging, particularly about this set of, you know, five games so far versus, you know, the five games in tw- uh, to start, you know, tw- 2019, things like that?
1: You know, some of the most encouraging things is something I talked about, you know, in the first article I wrote this year on things the Sabres do for success is having their stars become superstars in Thompson and, and Dahlen and they've really done that. They've taken over games, you know. Once Thompson's gotten in that first line, things have started to click a little bit more. But Dallin's really taking games over. He's gotten the first star, obviously. And it seems like top to bottom, the team's showing out. but Turka's really shown up quickly. You know, could be favorite for the Calder as well. He's, he shows up every night, produces points. And you always know when he's on the ice. And it's just really exciting. The funny
0: thing, you know, and I know it's the early seasons so that things are obviously prone to change. And maybe that's why I always seen strong starts. You know, teams pick yeah. up that continuity and, you know, the law of averages take over, but when I remember 2018-2019, I just remember so many one-goal wins, so many overtime, so many shootout yeah. wins. It hasn't taken that so far this year. Uh, every Sabres win has been by two goals or more. So I'm very encouraged by that, I will say. Uh, this team is not just winning games. They're finding mm-hmm. ways to separate. Um, Yeah, obviously the uh, opener was a 2-1 game with uh, Empty netters late. But hey, even that's so they're winning in every way they can. Uh, for me, for sticking out as a worry um, I guess it's really just, you know, maybe I'm nitpicking here, but slow starts, it almost seems like. I know they obviously uh, were kind of handling things in Vancouver, um, but it seems like against Florida, against Edmonton, against Calgary, I don't know, a little bit, again, just relative to winning. Again, it's very hard to nitpick when the team is 4-1, and obviously, and no Sabres fan is going to be upset about that, but, you know, you're kind of, you're just, you're a little bit paranoid. You're, you're, you're yeah. always a little bit worried with the Sabres, especially with the regular season, the way things have been the last decade, Gatesy.
1: Yeah, we, we all know what the Sabre team's done to us the past five years. Getting the hopes up early and then as November comes, the wheels just fall off completely. But, you know, this team looks like they can they can stick it out. But in terms of big worry, it's we talked about earlier with the loss of averages. The goaltending has been really good so far. Kept them in games, but that's not sustainable all year. Um, if they can, you know, keep this goaltending rolling how they're going, getting big wins, great performances out of both guys. But, you know, as Olivia Rodrigo says, keep them happy and healthy. Got to keep these goaltenders confident and keep them on the ice. We don't need the goalie. You know, carousel we had last year. We had six, seven guys dressing in net. They can keep, you know, maybe get UPL some games as well. I think that'll be the big success for the Sabres is inconsistency in that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's going to ultimately decide a lot. Uh, we'll talk about that X Factor for the playoffs in a minute. But real quick, uh, five goals in five games. NHL's first star. I mean, what else can be said?
1: Yeah, it's you know when Darling was drafted in 2018, I think this is what something fans were hoping as a pipe dream, all these goals every game, and it's taken a little bit to get there. But he's there, he's hot, 30 plus goals on the pace he's at. You never know. I think it's it'd be really nice, and I think it's possible. The way he's playing, it's just there's something different about him, maniac. What do you think?
0: Oh my gosh, there's just a swagger. There's a you know, it's not. It, I don't think it has anything to do with his personality. You already see that come through last year when they had a, you know, quite frankly, a terrible record. Uh, there was nothing to brag about. Last year, but again, uh, I was just amazed by the poise and just the way he's presenting himself. Um, whether it's skating, you know, ice into a guy's face or having a little attitude on the ice, I like it. I think he's doing a little bit of everything, and that's shining through in his game. Uh, speaking of which, real quick, you had the steal of the draft there. In the yeah. uh, in the third round so far. I it, will take cre- I will take credit with that. Uh you, I mean you do have Skinner, so there's a little bit of a uh, give and take there. But man. uh yeah, Olafson, Darlene, obviously, uh dominating for you. I'm getting good from uh, Tuck. Uh Vinny Vinny could be doing a little better. So uh yeah, it's we'll obviously game. It, hey it, so you can do a little pretty. better. We're going down the stretch here with Gatesy, our Sabres insider here on train Night two sixty six. Gatesy. Give me the X factor on offense and defense one each for the Sabres playoff season over these next, what is it? 77 games.
1: Yeah. I'm not a math guy, but I think it might be the easy answer to go with someone like Thompson and Daleen for the big X factors. Cause you know, they're going to be there every night producing points, but kind of thinking outside the box here, I think for offense, it's someone like Dylan cousins. You've seen so far, his line has been in every game kind of controlling it when they're on the ice. And that's really been the big difference maker getting that secondary scoring. Um, I think if he can continue to play his game along with his line mates, kind of be a pest out there, create offense, uh, and I think the world's the oyster for the Sabres and going up that. And then the, the back end, even someone like, I don't want to say Owen Power, but he's kind of getting into it. He doesn't have to be that number one guy that Dallin was when he first stepped into the league. I think he's, each game now he's getting a little more confident. You see his plays and the points are going to start coming really soon for him.
0: And speaking of points, Sabres are doing their part, getting eight out of the first 10 possible points here so speaking of which i'm gonna stick with the number 10 here i'm gonna go we need jeff skinner to literally catch fire for a 10 game stretch on offense and defense mm-hmm. i'm going to what you kind of uh win a little bit on the goaltending i need 10 good starts from upl this year for yeah. the Sabres. give me a 7-3 give me a 6-3-1 uh mm-hmm. from upl and i think that comry and anderson can take us the rest of the way speaking of take us the rest of the way we're gonna shoot Gatesy out but gates you real quick before we get ready yeah give me your packers
1: bills prediction for sunday night football you know based on the aaron Rodgers presser today he's out of it bills are in it if they're gonna come up hot going 34 12 bills win <laughs> love it love it
0: uh gatesy thank you very much for stopping by here on train yeah, folks follow him at gatesy 35 gatesy uh thank you very much folks Speaking of rolling along, if you're rolling along into this weekend, make sure you go to the place to buy a case, Outlet Liquor.
2: Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor.
0: What's your outlet? Folks, we are back here on Trainer Tonight, and we talked about a great weekend. Obviously, you had Sabres late night win, you had college football action, you had playoffs, uh, and I just alluded to it there. I blew it. Get them in here. We got the insiders. It's not James, it's Steen, LeBron, Steen in the house, and we got bye from Bunt. Gentlemen, first off, how are we doing tonight? Monday, October 24th, 2020, 2022. How are we doing? How are we doing? How are we doing?
3: I'm excited. Making my Train wreck debut. Is this what we do here?
0: This is what we do here. Let's go. And speaking of, this is what they're doing over at the Murchie Family Fieldhouse. Gentlemen, I'm gonna cut right to the chase here. We're sitting there a month ago. They're 0-3. I want to go back to a moment at uh one of the pressers, Jonah. I think it was Julian Pelusi who asked, you know, uh Maurice uh, Coach Mo, is, is their goals for the season. They're saying they want to go to a bowl game. They want to go to Detroit, and they want to win a match championship. 0 and 3 I'm not going to lie, there were some eyebrows raised. Was there any hint that a run like this or that, you know, success like this was possible at 0-3?
3: Yeah, I do think that there was hints that they could turn that season around. I don't know if reeling off five straight wins after starting with three losses is something that I or many people predicted that it would go this well. But, you know, those first three games were all non-conference games. Maryland, Coastal Carolina on the roads are probably games that you really don't expect even the very best UB teams to go and win. They lost that Holy Cross game on a Hail Mary. Holy Cross is still undefeated and a very good FCS team. So I did think that they could turn the season around and contend to be bowl eligible, but to be the best team in the MAC right now, having not lost a game and the, the way they've dominated some of these games and really were that impressive in the fourth quarter against Toledo is beyond uh, what even I think the most optimistic UB fans would have expected and just to piggyback on your first point you know people were tweeting to me after week three and even after week two that it was time to you know fire the coach or that uh, Mark Allen had made a mistake in hiring Maurice Linguist now I'm hearing a lot more chatter of how soon before Maurice Linguist is moving on to an even better job in a bigger school and that's quite a change in five weeks time
2: yeah I I, I don't think anybody would have ever expected a 5-3 record, but it's important to have some context to the, the losses that they had to start the season. They were never going to beat Maryland, especially with the plethora of new players that they had on their roster uh, in impact positions. Coastal Carolina, a tough game on the road. They, they gave them a good fight. They just couldn't make the plays in the end uh, to pull that one off. Holy Cross, obviously disappointing, uh, but that is one of the better programs in the FCS, a top 10 team. Uh, in the, the lower subdivision. So I understand why Bulls fans were frustrated, but it, it's important to realize things do get easier when you get into MAC play when it comes to football. And when they handed EMU that defeat, where they were running the ball all over them, I think that was a, a critical sign early on in conference play, but that they can keep up with some of the better teams in the MAC. Never would have expected that UB would be able to shut down the Toledo offense the way they did uh, last Saturday. But uh, there's a lot of good signs that this team uh, could be dangerous and could actually contend for a MAC championship.
0: Let's piggyback off that. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, a lot in that game. Uh, You had an interesting start. Teams were kind of trading misses, I guess you would say, in the beginning there. Then Toledo gets in a rhythm. UB kind of can't get uh, off the mat until... With 15 minutes to go, the, the switch flips and everything changes. Uh, but what was your, like, now that you've looked at the full 60 minutes, you had a couple days to digest it. What's your biggest takeaway from that game?
2: My biggest takeaway is that this Bulls defense is actually pretty good. Uh, early in the season, it was a little bit questionable. The secondary was getting exposed at times. But th- this is a Toledo team that hung 50-plus against Kent State recently. And... You've seen quite the progression for for the Bulls to be down 17 points. They had to play a flawless fourth quarter to even have a the chance. mental
0: toughness. I, I I can't even describe it. Like I'm telling you, I was so I, I'll call it I'll call it exactly how like I was. I was completely checked out on that game. I wrote it up. You know what? That's a that's an out of division loss. It doesn't really you know. Crush them in any way as long as they take care of business against Ohio and Kent State. When they got on the roll, it was just unbelievable. It was rolling thunder. And that's the thing you see in college. I will say, once the momentum gets going, Jonah, sometimes it it just you can't stop it.
3: Well, I just wanted to add that I had already written a 500-word story about how they (laughs) lost the game and lost the winning streak. And I had to delete the whole thing and scramble and rewrite my story Mm -hmm. very quickly
0: damn you UB football making Jonah do extra work and speaking of extra work I I, I know that this is going to be a little bit of a butt smooch right here, but shout out John Fuller those uniforms those helmets last week were absolutely crisp that was something you know you know sometimes UB does get a little criticized about being like a small you know thinking school when it comes to athletics Rob. but you see thing at least it shows something like that you know attention to detail showing the fans that at least I think that they care a little bit that regard and speaking of which kind of piggybacking on the last couple games here gents because obviously we talked toledo talk that are you worried about the offense at all uh you know obviously they've had tons of strong starts in mac play Uh, there's been numerous first halves where they've put up 21 plus uh but it just seems to me calling us like you know calling it like i see it uh there are times you know for 20 to you know 25 30 minutes at times where this offense kind of loses its rhythm uh, for the most part. I'm not sure if this is something that I'm just seeing, maybe that I'm being a little bit overly critical about, because, you know, we watch so much UB. Uh, Jonah, do you see that? Do you think I'm being overly critical, or, or are you a little bit worried about, you know, maybe the spottiness of this offense? Because they definitely can strike at any time for a quick 14 or 21.
3: Yeah, I mean, they're an offense that's averaged 35 points a game during the five-game winning streak and was very good in most of those wins. Struggled definitely in the first half. They got it going a little bit in the third quarter, even though they didn't get the points out of that. Um, But I would say, I think there was something schematically going on that they were struggling with early on. And once they figured that out and did get the ball rolling, they marched down the field and scored drive after drive. So I I wouldn't be so worried about it going forward, but you can see that with the right game plan and the right coaching, opposing defenses can slow this offense down in, in a given matchup.
2: I'm not too worried about the offense right now. I, I, when I look at UB, I see an average unit defensively, an average unit offensively. There's they're, going to be matchups where they're going to have good days and there's going to be matchups where they have bad days. Um, overall, they're around 60th in the nation in both offense and defense if you do points uh, per game. I like Cole Snyder. He's a solid quarterback. He has some limitations. The playmakers on this team, Dustin Marshall, uh, Keon Williams, Ron Cook, they're, they're all good players, but there's not – I don't think they're overly explosive it's it's not like the Lance Leipold era where you had a guy like Jarrett Patterson who could go uh, take it for six at any moment but I think with the upcoming matchups a lot of them are favorable for UB from an offensive perspective especially uh, Ohio Bobcats I, I know we always talk about Ohio. talk to you us but talk to and, us we'll I got this out. right
0: here and I know you're the guy to tell it. is this an obstacle like it's been in years past for UB or is this an opportunity
2: I think it's going to be one of those 50-50 games that can go either way. And I, I think it's going to be a shootout. The Bobcats defense was one of the worst defenses in all of football to open their year. They 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 had a they allowed Fordham to throw for over 500 yards against them. Kent State had over 700 yards total offense against them. But in recent weeks, they've started to find their identity. But I don't think that's enough to slow down UB. I think the Bulls are going to have a lot of points uh, a lot of yardage uh, on Tuesday night in Athens. The question will be, can you be slow down Curtis Rourke, who's now among the top quarterbacks in the Mid-American Conference, playing a lot like his brother lately, a lot more running from him, and uh, equally dynamic, uh, even better passer overall. So,
0: Jonah, what do you think? Obviously, Drew, I, I'll, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but like the fourth time During the Lance Leipold years, which were a lot of success, Ohio was a a 100% thorn in UB's side. Uh, Is this something they'll be able to overcome in this matchup?
3: I mean, I certainly think they could, and it goes back several years in several sports with tough, gut-wrenching losses to Ohio that Buffalo's faced with some of their best teams. I think the biggest worry I would have if I was a UB fan or someone looking at it from the UB perspective is that it's a midweek matching game. Anything can happen. Those games tend to favor the home teams very often, and coming off the emotional high of this win they had over Toledo, they do have some extra time to prepare, but not to say that Buffalo's due for a loss, but they've had a lot of things going right for them the last five weeks, and Damon Williams got hurt towards the end of that game. We don't know his status going forward, so the UB might be losing one of their very best defensive players, their best lineman for sure, and I don't really think that I would predict Buffalo to lose, but... I would say it's more of an obstacle than an opportunity because it could set them back into second place in the division uh, despite all of the success that they've had.
0: Okay, hey, No, I mean, that's a very take. I'm nervous about the Ohio matchup because, again, years past, they have been a thorn uh, in UB's side. Speaking of which, UB, now basically, you know, the head honcho odds-wise for a shot at Detroit, a shot at a MAC title. So I'll ask you both. Uh, Jonah, why don't you kick us off? What is the X factor, you know, what if this happens, whether it's, you know, Justin Marshall going nuclear, like we know he can, or, uh, you know, uh, Jam Pat, uh, absolutely dominating on defense. What's the X factor to this UB team lifting a title in Detroit?
3: I would say it's this potential injury situation with Damon Williams or really the injuries in general. They've been remarkably healthy. They have lost a few players, but they haven't had many key injuries so far this season. If Damon Williams is to miss, Uh, multiple weeks or an extended period of time, that would be a big loss. And if, uh, knock on wood, but if there are further injuries to key players, I think that could set a UB team back that might have a good record, might have a lot of momentum, but if they don't have their full complement of top players going into the postseason, that could be a problem.
0: Bunty, what do you got?
2: And for me, it's just the, the UB defense continuing to step up. We've seen guys like Marcus Fuqua, have a tremendous season. Golak has stepped it up. Same with uh, James Patterson. So this defense has shown that they can shut down some of the better teams in the MAC. Um, overall. They've already taken down Miami, Ohio. You've taken down EMU, Toledo. The way it's looking for UB right now, you beat Ohio, you pretty much can write them up. Uh, maybe a little bit too early, but – in my opinion, if they Ohio. It beat would be Ohio, an
0: epic collapse. If they win at Ohio, yeah. epic. It would, it would be just as epic as, as the 2018 loss. This UB
2: team should not lose to Central. They should not lose to Akron. So it, you, you beat Ohio. You already took care of Bowling Green. Kent State's the last team really sitting in your way, and they already have two MAC losses on the year. They might end up losing their way out of it before you even uh, play the Golden Flashes. So just continue to take it one game at a time. And, and, and focus on winning games with defense. I trust this offense will put up points, but you don't want the defense to ever find a way to get exposed and start uh, reverting back to some of the, the the games that we saw last year.
0: Folks, make sure you're following LeBron, scene. Doing work for there. You see it. News 4. He's dominating for WIVB. And make sure you're following our guy Mike underscore Bunt. We have got to get that Chip Kelly video to 10 million views. I know we're at 7.1. <laughs> we got to go. We got to go. I think that it'll get done, and also, of course, I'm going deep. hot. make sure you follow them both. Speaking of which, gents, before you go, give it to me. Packers Bills prediction Sunday Night Football. What happens? Jonah, do you want to go first here? You
2: want me to go?
3: I'm going to pick the Bills to win, the Packers to cover. I think the people are leaving the Packers for dead, and I think they could come back. Aaron Rodgers specifically and play well, but the Bills have been just too tough, especially at home, coming off a of bye week. Sean McDermott's five and zero. Oh coming out the bye week with the Bills. So I think the Bills will get another win, but could be a closer game than some are expecting.
2: Yeah, 10.5, ten, 11 points. That's a that's a lot, especially against the Green Bay Packers. I, I'm thinking Bills something 27-17, 27-20. Uh, the Green Bay defense is decent. They're they're good at eliminating opponents, but uh, it's hard to contain Josh Allen for 60 minutes. And Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense is just a complete mess right now.
0: Very fair, very fair. I'm very much looking forward to Aaron Rodgers' appearance on Pat McAfee's show this week. I know he does that like weekly or whatever. So we'll see what he has to say on the Bills. But hey, speaking of weekly, make sure you're wasting no time. Make sure you're following LeBron scene and at underscore Mike, under, Mike underscore Bunt. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us here on TT266.
2: Hey, thanks for having us.
0: Later, gents. All righty, and that wraps it up. No, it does not because we are on to our main event. We are going out to Batavia. Let's see if we can get our guy here. Ryan, are you with me? I can hear you now. Sorry about that. Now it. we're rocking. Now I'm not going to dominate this conversation so much. It's only going to be a little bit. But, uh, Ryan, I was just talking about the lineup at Batavia Downs. It goes without saying. It, the list is longer for who isn't. Or it's, it's easier to say who isn't going to be there uh, this weekend at Batavia Downs.
4: Right. I got 14 current Buffalo football players coming. I mean, you got the Mount Rushmore of uh, former Buffalo football players coming, as well as a lot of great Stabbers uh, coming as well. You got Rob Ray, you got Brad May, Rick Jennerett's going to be there, um, Matt Barnaby's going to be there. But you know, the, the big list, of course, as far as who else is coming for uh, current players, you see Jordan Poyer there, Dawson Mott's going to be there, Jim is going to be there. It's just going to be epic. I mean, this is probably one of the best shows they've ever put on. Our friends at Legends and Stars, and it's three days, not just two days. It's three days. They're doing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so it's going to be intense. Well, it makes
0: sense. I mean, let's face it: you got Batavia Downs, you got Friday. You, it's a recipe for a party. Why not add it to uh, to the to the you know plan there? Absolutely, you know.
4: And it, one thing we want to make sure we mention, and, and Legend of the Stars wanted me to let everybody know this: you know, if you came last time, it did get a little bit hectic. It got a little bit crowded in the lobby there. What we're going to be doing to help uh, move people around to make sure it's not so crowded is the uh, Admission is going to be on the second floor. So when you come to Vatavia Downs on that Friday, Saturday or Sunday, you'll go up the escalator to buy your wristband You know that you're going to get to get into the show. And then if you've been to the show before, you know we have like a long hallway that sometimes has vendors. There's going to be no vendors in that hallway. It's going to be a nice spot for people to kind of sit around and hang out while you wait for your number to be called for your autographs. We're also moving some of the autograph guests upstairs to one of our other auxiliary ballrooms. So that'll help us out with uh, the traffic flow as well. So uh, I think a lot of the Buffalo hockey guys are going to be upstairs on Friday night. And then uh, we'll be using that space for some of the current Buffalo football players on Saturday. They have a very tight window of when they can be at Batavia Downs. So it's going to be important to get everybody in and make sure you get your tickets ahead of time on the legendofstars.net website. Because I think they're going to cap it for some of these current players because they only have a small window to be there. so
0: you know. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of these guys are only going to be there for an hour. You'd love love to have them there for like three to four hours doing meet and greets, of course. But let's face it, I mean, this is a game day weekend. You got Spencer Brown stopping by. You got Greg Russo. I mean, this is crazy.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gabe Davis is going to be there. I, I think when Gabe was there last time in February, I think he signed, I don't even know how many autographs he signed. It was crazy. He was there for a long time. And of course, you can also pay for a photo opportunity with some of these guys. We have like a space inside of the Park Place room where this is all taking place where you can go ahead and you know get a nice you know picture you know you have that you know, have their arm around them and a big smile on your face and I remember a friend of mine his idol was Michael Irvin we had Michael Irvin there one year and he came in we had his Miami Hurricanes jersey on and Michael Irvin even took a picture of him and the guy with Michael Irvin's phone because Michael Irvin wanted to post it on his social so Really, really cool. You, you
0: really never know. I, I got to say, we were there. Um, I, again, I what was it? It was the February or March one, and there was someone there who had Michael Vick sign a a PlayStation Two version of the B Movie. Uh, so that was just unbelievable. So again, you sometimes you see things everywhere. And I'll go full discretion, folks. Train sports, Batavia Downs. We have a great relationship. We obviously both love gambling and everything. If you are a Buffalo sports fan, it is a must visit must stop by this legends and stars event because you're going to see bill's memorabilia bills collectibles uh, and sabers any buffalo sports things you can't even imagine that you'll see it all in one spot along with your favorite celebrities along with like some of the top vendors in western new york so it's a great way to get that all in one place and again a little gambling responsibly never hurt anybody as well all uh, right speaking of which uh i know we've talked the event again folks get your tickets legends and stars uh again The list goes on uh, who's going to be there, Uh, but real quick, uh, Ryan, anything, uh, any action uh, sticking out to you this fall, thus far that you're excited about or anything coming up with Batavia Downs, uh, maybe early 2023. You want to get out there? Well,
4: definitely want to come down and and take advantage of our breeders cup party that we're having on November 5th. You check out the hotel deals page on Batavia Downs, gaming.com. Get yourself a night in the hotel. You can get some free play and some free wagers. Come and watch the um, the Breeders' Cup. Of course, the Breeders' Cup for you horse betting aficionados. That's Friday and Saturday, but this is for a Saturday night. You can come in and you can also watch our racing. Of course, we have racing that goes on on Saturday as well. And we're going to be racing after the Breeders' Cup is done. So the Breeders' Cup Classic, I think, goes off around maybe 645, 650. It's a Keeneland this year. So you can come watch the Breeders' Cup races all day in the clubhouse. Then... Wager on the classic and then stick around and, and gamble up at Davy Downs uh, on our horse racing or on the uh, the gaming floor that night. It's a great place, as you mentioned, to watch the game. We got Thurman Sports Bar, the Labatt Blue Zone at 34 Rush downstairs. And there's not many places in Western New York where you can have the experience of meeting these people. You mentioned celebrities earlier, by the way. We've got four celebrities showing up. Quentin Aaron, who played Michael Ower in the blind side, is going to be there. Of course, we've got Bill Fickner, we've got Chad Michael Murray, and of course, we have Rachel Bush. They're all going to be there over the course of the weekend. You can get tickets to meet those folks and get their
0: autograph as well. Seriously, could not believe the array of people that will be there this weekend and all there is to do at BD. Super excited. I think our crew might make it down there for the Breeders' Cup. We'll have to see It's a racetrack experience uh, at Batavia Downs, folks. It's awesome. Uh, So real quick, uh, Ryan, I know we can't keep you forever. You got to get back to it real quick. Packers-Bills prediction.
1: Aaron Rodgers was
0: doing a little talking uh, yesterday. He might be regretting come this Sunday. What do you think? Yeah, what was it? he said
4: they, it's just what they need to be double digit. Well, I,
0: you get what he's saying, that, like, you know, right. national TV versus such a good team, there's nowhere to hide. Like, was everybody watching the Packers-Commanders game this weekend? No, but, like, everyone's going to be watching the Bills game this weekend. So, yeah, maybe maybe they want out. But what do you think? Is that going to come back right to bite them or maybe, maybe an opportunity?
4: I'm taking the bills. I'm moving the line to 13 and a half.
0: But I'm gonna I was going to say, it. this seems like an all spot. You know, I I, I want to say it. I, I hate to say it because I obviously want the Patriots to lose every game they play and every game on their schedule. Uh, tonight right. seems like an alt-line situation to me with Fields. Uh, Belichick just has a knack for if, you, if you're not an above average quarterback, he can really embarrass you. Uh, and yep. I think their personnel is kind of hitting the stride here. I think... Uh, you know, the offense is going to be serviceable. Um, and I think tonight can be a situation as well. Somebody was talking today about could the
4: Bears get shut out tonight. And
0: I said, Possible. I
4: if they get shut, out. I mean, the Patriots defense is playing pretty well. I'll uh, Sherry, a little same game parlay I put together tonight uh, on DK. I took uh, Justin Fields over 39 and a half yards rushing. I think he's going to be running for his life. And he's going to get a couple big chunks yeah. uh, as he, away from the Patriots D. I took the Bears over six and a half points. Figured maybe they'll get a garbage time touchdown. And I took it under 48. And I know that that's kind of cheating because, like, people it, it, were talking about it going way under that number. But those three things, you put them together, I think it's plus 135, you know. And really the only thing you got to really worry about is Justin Fields getting those yards because if the Bears get that garbage time touchdown and it doesn't get out of hand and, you know, people are rushing the ball and the clock's running, you know, plus 135 is not, not a bad one to do.
0: You're right. Bears over six and a half points and under 48 seem like they would be like minus 500 or minus a thousand like those lines. So you're just mixing in that one other variable of Justin Fields breaking a long run for an even plus money bet. Uh, I like it. I like it. Okay. Well, hey, you know, the action never stops at Batavia Downs. So huge shout out uh, to Ryan. It has an hour of the pronunciation. I know we're becoming friends, so I want to make sure I'm getting that.
4: You got it exactly. That's
0: it. <laughs> All right. Hey, right, folks. Well, we'll see you. Uh, if you're there this weekend, uh, we will be there Friday and Saturday as well. Uh, so we hope to see you this weekend at Uh Ryan, thanks for hopping on with us. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Of course. Have a good night, man. All uh, right. You too. Folks, thanks for tuning in on Trainwreck Tonight 266. We were joined by Gatesy of the Crossing Swords Podcast, Mike Bunt, and Jonah Bronstein of their local UB Bills and sabers coverage and ryan has an hour of batavia downs we have a great week ahead we've got sabers action we got the bills on sunday night football we have the ub bulls on a pseudo bye week because they play next tuesday which will be the day after halloween and to be honest if you ask me that sounds like the recipe for a good night now